0: predictable podcasts predictable podcasts there's a million of them out there babbling about the same old boring stuff but trust me my friend this is not one of them this is diary of a bald man he's bald and he's completely off his damn rocker and i love that about him safety dinosaurs relationships the many uses of a can of raid in the bedroom (laughs) hold on did i uh, read that right what the what the f*** happened there all right let's do this welcome to diary of a bald man now your host the cue ball himself alan (laughs) wooferd
1: Hey everybody, thank you for joining us on today's episode. This is Alan Wolfer and you're listening to the Diary of a Bald Man. So I've got an interesting one for you. In previous recordings, we've had Chance Roberts, we've had others that came onto the show, you know, that are involved with safety, that have written books, that have done things as a manner of communication. And today's guest is done. actually going to go a step above what most of the others have done. Dylan is actually getting ready to start his own podcast called The Morse Code, which it's already started. He's just getting the shows up. I mentioned it in a previous episode, but I actually had people calling him and asking me about it and how to get to it. And so without further ado, the new guest, the rising star, not only in the safety field, but in the series of podcasts, Mr. Jacob Dylan Morse. Jacob, do you prefer to go by Jacob on the show? You want to go by Dylan? You want me to call you Big Daddy? What would you like to go by?
2: You know, I actually go by all those. Uh, When I'm in trouble, it's Jacob. Uh, If I'm getting arrested, it's Jacob. And then uh, when my wife is being nice, it's usually Big Daddy. So, you know, I guess we can just go by Dylan for today.
1: Okay, Your Majesty. We'll just try and stick with the script. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dylan, you know, uh, for those that don't know you, again, I mentioned your podcast You know, on the last show, and it's going to be coming up in more and more areas. Uh, Would you let our subscribers and listeners all over Nashville, Knoxville, Tennessee, Washington, Japan, and Europe, uh, South Pacific, let them know where you're joining the show from today.
2: I'm joining from a little town outside of Nashville, uh, just on the other side of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, called McMinnville. Uh, Got a small farm and five acres here with my wife. Uh, Just living life the best we can. Well, five acres. And now how
1: long have you guys been in that
2: area? Uh, We moved to Murfreesboro about a year ago and we just bought this house in March. We completely remodeled it and building it up.
1: Now, was this on purpose? I mean, did you guys move there because of like family? Was it job related? You have restraining orders in other areas. What what brought you to McMinnville?
2: Uh, Well, for non-disclosure agreements and all those purposes, I'm going to say it was job related. I got a job offer up here that I that I worked with and, uh, did a lot of good for them. And now, uh, I'm on my own. Uh, I started a, a safety company uh, a couple years ago that I'm growing, got lots of clients. Uh, it's the safety standard. Uh, we do a lot of consulting, teaching, different things like that. And then, um, helping out on a job site over here in uh, Gallatin, Tennessee.
1: And, and for those again, that, you know, we're, Jacob Dylan Morris, his majesty is joining us today and to get more information about the services that he offers. Look him up on LinkedIn. And does your company have a website as well?
2: We do have a website. It should be back up in the next week or so. Uh, Good had deal. some, had some design flaws. So getting that all fixed out and, uh, it'll be back
1: live. Okay. And Dylan, I appreciate that. So what brought you, you know, originally into the safety field? you know, because you have a very diverse background, you know, for anybody that, again, if you're listening to this, look him up on LinkedIn, you know, uh, he previously worked in Alabama as a firefighter, as a EMT, uh, worked in the hospital. So Dylan, could you give us some of the background prior to you coming into Tennessee?
2: Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, I've always had that, that desire to help people. It's kind of the the cliche answer. Uh, but I really did a lot of personal things, uh, spent, spent about, a little over two years with my mom uh, in the hospital. She had I'm sorry um, to hear she that. had three strokes and uh, two strokes and three open heart surgeries uh, before she was even forty. Um, and that really opened my eyes to the to the medical field. I started when I was sixteen uh, in a fire explorer program in Pelham, Alabama. And then once I was old enough and I had moved to another town, I started as a volunteer fire fighter with a Warrior Fire Department, got my EMT at Wallace State. Um, did it Would you know, volunteer at the fire department, go work at the hospital, work at the ambulance over in Bessemer, uh, um, wow. Shoals Ambulance, then just always working. Uh, my wife's parents, they, they live down in Gulf Shores, Alabama. So we moved down there for a while, worked at a uh, couple hospitals and ambulance services there. And if she's not listening, my wife, uh, she likes to spend money like most of them do. And, oh, you know, Light, Amazon or
1: local? Is she, does Everywhere. she do local?
2: Local mostly, but Amazon if she gets the chance.
1: Okay, God bless her. Yeah, oh, keep Lord. those people working.
2: I know, she does. And so, you know, th- there's not a there's not a whole ton of money in it. Looking for life changes, was working, you know, 72 hours at a time plus straight. And uh, so, found out about safety uh, with a company, actually a company, Domatic. Uh, two of my uncles work over there, and they got, got me on, started as an electrician helper and found out about safety and OSHA and all that good stuff and was able to fit my background directly into it with, with no problems. You know, there was a little bit of a learning curve, but was able to do it, traveled the country with them, building Amazons um, all over, and then um, got tired of traveling all the time, started my own safety company, did some aerospace consulting with a
1: company, um, and then here we are in Nashville. Damn, that is good. You know, so let me ask you this, you know, we're from my previous medical experience and not having been a firefighter, but in law enforcement, I'm going to give you a hypothetical situation. If you do you mind? Absolutely not. Okay. Let's say you arrive on scene. Uh, you guys make entry. The house is secure. There's a guy laying on the floor with a priapism and $400 in his hand. What would be your first thing to do? I'll tell you, mine would be to kick the shit out of him and take his money. He's got priapism. There's nothing I'm going to be able to do for him. But as a professional, what would you do? That's a hard one. Well, of course, it's (laughs) priapism. (laughs) Hey, that took me a minute to think of that one. (laughs) So, brother, you know, and all joking aside, you know, did you find that your transition into the safety field, uh, having prior experience as an EMT and firefighter. Did you find that to be a great, uh, thing as a transition because in the event that somebody did fall, you know, falls being leading cause of injuries in in both construction and general industry, was that a a help for you for other EMTs and medics are thinking maybe I should go into safety or is it just an add-on that you can add to your safety experiences?
2: You know, it was a mix of both. Um, you know, you have that other side of the picture. You, you you know what happens when these injuries happen. So you know the causes and the outcomes. So you're able to share that with the teams, you know, whether it's through your safety training, toolbox talks, or just, you know, bullshitting around. You're able to say, hey, look, I've dealt with this or show pictures, you know, different things like that. And it really shows a different side of if we don't have the proper fall protection, if we don't have this, this is what's going to happen. Whereas somebody that maybe they just came out of college or they've been in safety for a long time, they haven't had any serious injuries, you know, they may not understand that. That's not to say they're not doing a good job. But when you see that other side, you you have a, a better understanding of the importance. Um, and, you know, in my safety career over the last several years, I have only really had to use uh, my EMT skills a couple of times with a uh, personal medical allergic reaction. And then right. uh, same here. We, same here. We had one yeah. guy that you know, so you, you you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Doing the same thing over and over. He got his uh, finger caught up in a gantry crane hoist, Dude. and he t- took the end of it off. So you know, I had to use that with some bleeding control and things like that. Well, besides Jesus that,
1: Christ, and then you had to report it to Ocean, do a log. I hope you kicked the crap out of him. Oh yeah, no, it was. Hopefully, so that, that was the rough right one. Yeah
2: luckily now I will will say you know this is uh, something I always tell when I talk to new clients throughout that OSHA investigation you know of course they came they came to site we were in Michigan of all places and uh zero fines, zero incidents except for, for a guy losing Yes
1: And do you know if he still stayed on the job or did he come back later?
2: No, he actually, uh, he was out for a good long while. And then I think he, uh, he left, he decided to leave the company.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, he left a piece of him behind, so they still had him. If you think about it, they still had him, you know, and, and that was, it's, you know, we, you and I can joke on things and so can other safety and other workers that have seen stuff happen. Um, but you know, where I was a medic, uh, prior both it going into safety and, had the experience prior to going in law enforcement. I had an issue uh, when i get up to a casualty or I'd get up to a fatality and had PTSD from that. Um, did you ever have to deal with any type of post-traumatic stress or was there anything that kind of pushed you away from the EMS side or was it just, you know, you had an opportunity to go outside and try something different?
2: You know, not really any any. PTSD or, or anything like that. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people that, uh, that, that deal with that. And then there's a lot of people that, you know, use that almost that, as a crutch or an advantage. And so I never want to do that. You know, I, I've
1: seen that in some of the groups. Absolutely. And, and yeah. I hate it. I
2: hate it. Um, yeah. I, I, never, I, I'm not a hero. I'm just a normal person. You know, I, I was paid to do a job and I did it and I love it. Um, you know, I still do it every chance I get, but ne- never anything like that. Um, you know, I remember I, I worked at that Children's Hospital in Birmingham, Alabama for for several years, and you know, I think those are really the ones that stuck with me. Um, you know, just innocent, innocent children most of the time with the adults and the things on the ambulance. It, it was their own fault. But you know, the parts, all the things that always bothered me were the were the innocent children that that were hurt to no one's fault but you know the people that brought them into this world yeah. and uh yeah. so you know I you know I, I dealt with that but no I, I don't ever have have anything like that um I just really wanted to try something new um the the money the money was there you know the economy was changing and I wanted to get out of my comfort zone travel to travel the country uh got to do that and lo- loved every minute of it my wife and all of our animals before we had the farm they they traveled with us so um it was a oh, it was a no great killing. time
1: See that's good because a, a couple of friends of mine uh Gerald and others that I worked with you know they they live on the road I mean the entire family they have campers you know homeschool the kids and the kids are freaking geniuses um you know so that was great you got to take your family out because when I was traveling uh both as a department of defense contractor and then going into the trades and stuff you know it I didn't really have anything going you know I, my, I wasn't married at the time um, no kids. I mean, they. I do have kids, but at the time I was traveling, none of that was able to go with me. You know, so it's nice where you have that because I, I've seen a lot of guys in the field break down, you know, because being distant from the family, missing everything, birthdays, anniversaries, all that. So I, I'm glad you got to do that, brother.
2: And it was, you know, like it was a transition that first for the first few months, uh, she she didn't travel with me. It was hard, you know, but when she was able to, um, it was great, you know. She traveled with me. She got out. she was working at the job site, cleaning, doing whatever was needed, being, you know, administrative assistant. She got into safety a little bit. I um, Loved it. And, you know, it, it's a family out there on the road. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Um, Absolutely. It's a huge does. family. I talked to almost everyone that we traveled together. We talked daily, weekly, monthly. Um, one of my, my other good buddies, he was a, a supervisor, elect, electrician, and, uh, he went and started his own electrical company, you know, so everybody's doing good. We talk, we visit, I go up to Michigan and hang out and ride the trails and everything with them and, um, all over. So we, we have a good time.
1: Now, was that up in the UP where you guys were? No, so in it's Michigan.
2: outside of Detroit and, um, we, we were in Auburn Hills where the Pontiac Silverdome was It's now on Amazon, but okay. they live over in a little town called Nwaygo.
1: Okay, I have an idea where you're talking about. Yeah, I worked out of Detroit in 95 for a year. And when I was working with another company, uh, IMAC, I was traveling up to Battle Creek over to Kellogg's and Post and a couple other facilities. So, okay, good deal. Yeah, I liked liked Michigan. um, Some beautiful areas up there. And that's one of the things, you know, you and I could experience was when we travel, we get to see other parts. It's not, you know, the back of our yard. And, you know, speaking of that, the, your backyard right now, with my clients picking up in the Clarksville and Nashville areas, for anybody, and, you know, because I'm, I'm asking you because I'm going to try this, and for others who are listening to the show, we're out in that area, where would you suggest I go to eat? Now, I love spicy food, Thai food, I love hot wings, I love Gus's chicken, um, not knowing if you have that, you know, taste profile, but where would you suggest somebody they came out there to look at your backyard, look at your ass and I'm talking about the four legged one. Um and see the livestock. Where would you suggest we go to eat? What's something that you, you know the Morse family enjoys in that area?
2: Well, I'd probably say the Morse family kitchen because you can't find any better food than what my wife cooks. She, I am on my way. So, I, I so was we'll paid pick to this say back. that. <laughs> Uh, no, you know, there's there's lots of good places. Uh, if you're ever over in the Murfreesboro area, uh, Party Fowl is a really good uh, spicy chicken restaurant. I have the same taste, so really good spicy chicken, lots of things. Um, there's a place over here called the Boulevard that's got, you know, it's like a, a nice bar um, huh? food, and they, I mean, it's, the cuisine is exquisite there for a bar.
1: No kidding. See, I like holding the walls because, a lot, you know, you go to the chain things, and it's like okay, yeah. If I if I go to Cracker Barrel uh, here in Newmarket, I'm gonna get the same thing. So I I like to when I go out and I'm working with clients and things, I like to try something local. And I always ask the hotel management. I'll say, hey, you know what's good in this area? What's something that's you know unique to this location? So I, I appreciate you giving them, uh, giving us that information because when I get out there, I am going to say, hey, Dylan, meet me over here. Let's, Absolutely, let's I'll be ready. Up. And, and then we'll obviously, you know, get the family up there, too. And so then if anybody, say,
2: you know, if you go out down to Alabama at all, I have a personal connection to a brand new bar in Childersburg, Alabama, Barley. Uh, my, uncle, really? my uncle opened it earlier in the year. They've got live music, karaoke, all kinds of good things. So it's a good place to check out if you're down in the middle Alabama
1: area. Nice. Yeah, okay. when I was stationed down at Fort Rucker, well, they've changed the name. I've got to look it up now. Uh, but when I was stationed down at Fort Rucker in Alabama, there was some really unique places that, you know, Vietnam veterans and stuff had opened up and first time I ever had hot wings. So I got addicted. I mean, growing up overseas I already like spicy food, but I got addicted to hot wings and spicy chicken in Alabama. And you guys had some really good places down in Dothan and Daleville, uh, enterprise area. Uh, for those that are out there, I don't know, you know, right here to the show, Diary of Baldman 1968 at gmail.com. And if you're in that area, let us know what restaurants and enterprise, Dothan, Daleville, you know, that are coming up. And Dylan, say the name of that new bar again and where your uncle's established. Barley's on 280 in Childersburg. Barley's 280 in Childersburg. Okay. So, yeah, when you think about Alabama, and I was referencing it. Is there anything you miss about being home or, you know, is it close enough where you could just take a drive down, see family, see friends?
2: It's about two and a half hours away. Uh, I'd say the biggest thing I miss is my grandmother's home cooking. Uh, You know, they they actually just left. They stayed a week with us, but how they've been on this diet. So all the fried food and everything else was gone. So it wasn't just wasn't the same.
1: Gotcha. So your wife's not listening right now. Who's a better cook, grandma or the wife? My grandmother. Okay everybody else we're, we're not editing this out of the show, so don't say shit to nobody. Okay. Brother So with that, you know, and thinking about, you know, coming down and visiting and things like that. Let's get into about your show. Okay? So it's called the Morse Code. And what's the idea behind the Morse Code? What what are you looking to bring into it? And what are some of the key topics or themes that you intend to cover?
2: Well so we were sitting there, uh, I've always been in, into podcasts, and my father-in-law, he had a radio show, Pickin' Skins no and Paula Tickin' back in the day, Okay, no um, I, I love messing around with sound, different things like that, and I uh, decided, hey, listen to yours, let's start a podcast. Uh, my brother-in-law came up with a name while I was trying to
1: trying to think of one. No, that's genius. When, when you told me about that, I thought that was just badass. It, it is really good. It is really good.
2: And so we're going to start off just talk, talk about the things I know, safety, healthcare, fire, EMS, you know, got some different uh, some different guests in each of those um, areas. And then really just just ca- kind of similar to what you do. Talk about life, what's going on in the world. Uh, you know, know if all the opinions are my own. They don't affect affect any employers, family, right, friends, right. enemies, anything like that. And yeah, uh, stalkers. You know, just, yeah, stalkers, yeah, stalkers, any of that kind of stuff. Just want to get out there, connect with people. Uh, grow my business, grow you know, grow the network, and see see what's out there. Um, I think that's one of the best ways nowadays. To connect with people is uh, you know, podcasts, social media, those kind of things. You're able to connect with people all over the world. I've met lots of lots of friends all over the country, and that's the only way I have to keep up with them. Um, oh, social yeah, media. Yeah, that's
1: a beautiful idea, dude. Yeah,
2: and so that, that's what we're looking to do. Um, I've been working a lot of extra lately, so I've got a couple episodes that I need to get edited and start getting out there uh, before this month is over. And so we can start rolling in.
1: Man, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, everything you said is absolutely true because the five years I worked in Alaska uh, remotely on Shemya Island, you know, and if everybody's thinking about this, if you hold up your right hand and stick your thumb out, So you, Alaska is your four larger fingers. And as your thumb goes out at the very end in the rat islands is Shemi Island. It's a hundred and I forgot, 176 miles from Russia. Uh, so, you know, internet, there's no real, I mean, there is an internet out there. I'm not going to go into certain things because of, uh, security reasons, but you know, it's not like what we have here in the lower 48 or if they were on the mainland. So what they'll do is somebody comes from Anchorage that's flying out to the island, downloads the shows onto their phone, takes it to the island, and shares it. So where you're talking about being able to reach, you know, former co-workers, friends, places you travel, people you're working with, this is a great way to do it. You know, and remind them, hey, I'm thinking about you, sons of bitches, no matter where you're at.
2: Absolutely. That's it. And uh, we, you know, that, that's that's the goal. Uh, so you, you've you mentioned it, and if, if everybody, if you're listening, go out and like, subscribe, leave some feedback. I've got our, our trailer episode introduction out there, uh, the voice of Brian Schaefer from 610 KFRC out of San Diego. He lives in Alabama. He is a uh, police officer with the Birmingham, uh, or the BNSF, not Birmingham, the Railroad Police. And uh, so he's out there, and uh, lots of people know him. I was uh, honored to be able to have him record this introduction and start working with him for some of these commercials and different things. Uh, Somebody that actually knows what they're doing besides me.
1: Good deal. Now, brother, speaking of that, where you're introducing him and that was that was great, you know, because some podcasts, they don't talk about people behind the scenes or people, you know, that have helped grow them. And I try to do that. But would there be any specific guests or experts that you'd like to invite into your podcast and provide, you know, additional insights or expertise, or are you going to look to get, you know, somewhat, uh, just people that, you know, friends, um, you know, former coworkers, or, or maybe a mix.
2: Any, anybody that's in, interested, you know, I don't, I don't have anything nice. special. I'm not, not any better than anybody else. So it, it doesn't matter if it's somebody that, that just graduated, doesn't know anything or in high school or you're not know, 90 years old, whatever it is. If, uh, you know, we all have something to offer, Uh, my grandfather was a vietnam war veteran and he taught me from a young age that you can learn something from everyone so anybody that that wants to send me a message connect with me on linkedin facebook instagram twitter any of that kind of stuff and uh let's let's
1: do something good deal i like that i like that brother you know and that you know that's one thing you know people always have questions on it how do i engage with the audience and encourage them to actively participate and a lot of them You know, like when I get emails, it's like, Alan, are you going to do a show on this? I'd really love to be a guest. Uh, Things like that. And it's like, yeah, hit me up, you know. Um, And for everybody listening, Dylan and I were actually trying to do this previously. Uh, But if you listen to the last show, we had some issues occur here at the house. We had things going on, a lot of travel, a lot of things with clients. And so it it just, everything kept getting backed up, you know, past the wife's last surgery, uh, things with our mother and so, you know, this is great, you know, that we're getting back into it. And when you're talking and you're thinking about what shows you listen to, think about The Morse Code. Again, non-specific show. And if you have something to get in, connect with Dylan. Look for him on LinkedIn. Look for him on Facebook. And Dylan, I like that. So, one of the things, um, what would you say would be a long-term goal or aspiration for the podcast? Would you like it to, you know potentially get into a video or are you gonna do video audio uh would you like it to be like a uh later on maybe on an actual radio show
2: yeah so just starting out small get getting getting the audience and then uh into video um my my wife and I were talking about that she is a a designer a website all that kind of stuff and uh so she wants to set up a little area to be able to do some some video podcast uh she listens to Call Me Daddy, the Dumb Blonde podcast, all those good ones that. that oh do yeah, a mix. Call
1: Me Daddy. Uh, yeah, I I actually started listening to that. Uh, it, that chick is funny. She gets some crazy guests, and I can't remember Jelly Roll's wife. Oh, Funny, uh, that's the Dumb Blonde podcast. Yeah, and I was going to say that was the next one. So yeah, there's some good there's some good shows to listen to.
2: Yeah, so that, you know that's what we're looking into, just to connect with people, get larger radio, possibly you know, get nice. out of there on, everybody's on the, on the TikTok nowadays and, you know, see what, see what this little, little country boy from Alabama
1: can do. You know, and that's great because recently, you know, Jelly Roll was doing all that stuff in Nashville and, uh, being from that area, that would be amazing if you could get him or Bunny on the show. Yeah. I, I just I'd, I'd been, probably cry. Oh, I would too. Jesus. I was watching, you know, one of these shows, uh, this young Hawaiian kid was playing music beautifully, and Jelly Roll was sitting there, you know, with his mom and comforting and stuff, and he really wants to get him and, you know, manage him and stuff. So his music, and I was listening on the satellite radio uh, for, you know, probably the la- last two days, maybe the last two days, I just happened to be on, and I heard him on there, and I thought, well, that's odd. I, I didn't know he had a show on SXM. And he was on Octane, and they were just letting him take off with some of the new music that he had. So that'd be cool. I would like to see you being that close to Nashville, getting some of these premier people in there.
2: Absolutely, that 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 is the goal. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens and and get it out there. Uh, you can't can't ever dream too big.
1: And that Absolutely. was that was one
2: of the things. You know, I, I took a lot of that. Uh, Listen, yesterday on my way to work, I sent you a message listening to the Change or Die Trying, and I tell you that had a lot of a lot of really good stuff. I didn't know you were, uh, you know, that, that emotional and you had emotions, you know, you see you on, on social media and things and just this big burly man. And, and there we go. But it, it really had a lot of good things. I shared it with several people at work that love podcast, told them to please don't listen to it at work so we all don't get fired, but, I uh, they, that. Yeah. they, they, did love it. And, uh, I really, really
1: enjoyed it. Well, I appreciate that, brother. I am trying to get better. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm coming up with the content, it, some of it is related to like, or somebody sent me an email. Hey, can you give me more information on this? Uh, other times, you know, it's, I, I, my start was, you know, just to let you know, and I don't know, I'm going to ask you about it. But when I started, um, I had originally done dragging up 6.0 and had some great co-hosts. One of the things that had happened was we were having, you know, difficulty in getting some of the guests relatable to safety. And the ones we had were astounding. We had really good downloads and things like that. But when the show ended, uh, I was having an issue with my PTS, um, and I, I'm an introvert, so it was very hard for me to get in because most of the friends I was in the military with or back in law enforcement, you know, they're they're either deceased or they're offline or something. And so I thought, well, let me get this back out and talk to my friends overseas, you know, things like that. Just get some stuff off my chest that I just didn't talk about. When you came up with the Morse code, when you know, what was your inspiration? Mine was to decompress and, and just get out issues about my low testosterone, you know, people getting out, getting their physicals, get their shit checked out because sometimes their depression is just that hormones off or imbalance and things. What inspired you, you know, for Morse code?
2: You know, honestly, there was a lot of different things. Um, you know, it was one of those ways, like I said, to connect and do different things. And then um, I'm, I'm a big dreamer. I always want to do more. I don't ever feel like I'm doing enough. I get, get into that depression, get into that, you know, oh, I'm a failure at this and that. And it, was, it was a way bro. to get out there. Uh, yep. my, my mom, uh, growing up for uh, a, a good while, was in an abusive relationship and, uh, the, the guy was a fucking dick. And if I saw him on fire, I wouldn't piss on him. And that, that was one of the things, you know, it was also, also to to that was a a big fuck you because all I heard by, you know, my my last years, I moved out when I turned 18. Um, I threw all my stuff out my bedroom window, packed it up, my grandmother and, uh, step grandfather came in and and picked me up and I I moved and never looked back. And and my mom was able to get out of that. And, you know, it came with those, those health problems and stuff. Uh, you know, quickly, she, she had had some, some heart issues and, uh, you were mentioning took, that before she he was took, 40, yeah. uh, exactly. And, and she was in her, her young thirties. And, uh, that was about, it was in 2016. And, uh, he, she had open heart surgery and she was working multiple jobs to keep up because, you know, he was spending everything on drugs and he took, uh, her money that she had to buy her blood thinners and bought drugs with it. And she had a, she had a stroke Son of a and bitch. was, was in the hospital. Um, and so we were able to, to get her out of that. And, She's, she's doing good and I mean she drives she she gets on my damn nerves everything like normal and uh, you know I'm, I'm blessed she she gave her life and, and changed her life and you know got saved goes to church all that good stuff and uh you know that that was the inspiration really is just to, just pretty much hey this is what I can do I am who I am and nobody's going to stop me from doing what
1: I want to do and, and my no wife I'm glad you have that Okay. So just so you know, I was checking out OnlyFans right now. I cannot find your page. Is that going to come up? Or are you going to dress up in like, you know, maybe some bunker gear, uh, throw on some, you know, safety equipment at the same time, just do like strip teasing? Is that, an, you
2: know, I really thought about it. You know, I tried to get my wife to, uh, to, to let me, to let me do the dirty with just a safety vest and a hard hat. And she that's, she was like, I don't even want to see you with the lights on with clothes on. So I, I don't know if that's going to work out. I'd probably get paid to put my clothes back on.
1: Jesus. That just made me moist. I, me too. Good just Lord. thinking about it. <laughs>
2: my dog's sitting here staring at me like, what the fuck are you
1: talking about? He's like, daddy, step away from that bad man in his microphone.
2: Yeah. He's, he's just- 11 and he's like, I've never heard this shit.
1: Well, brother, when, with you getting ready to start the Morse code, um, you know, what's going to be one way you hope to be able to balance providing, you know, your advice and the show and then, and, you know, still getting all your work and stuff done. Are you, and the, what I'm asking you, and for the, this is for the listeners, is it looking to be like a weekly show maybe, or bi-monthly or monthly? Uh, do you have any plans right now based off of your schedule and your calendar?
2: I'm looking to get uh, several episodes recorded so I can, you know, start it off weekly um, and just keep going. As it grows, I, you know, I hope to have more people that are interested in joining. Um, I'm not interesting enough just to sit here and talk by myself. So, you know, want to get those people have some, some back and forth. I've been looking at, uh, you know, different platforms to uh, do the editing and recording played with a couple. haven't really found one. I have, need to check this one out that you're you're using and uh, you know um out which one's going to be the best so i can get get all these edited and, and start putting them out there um it's just just plan to do it I'm a, I'm a workaholic and so just just plan to plan to get it out there maybe i can make enough money one day where i don't have to work
1: well i like the idea for that and that was going to be my next question are you open to sponsorship are you open to you know companies businesses clients and stuff coming in and dropping money on you to you know maybe give them shout outs or to promote uh, things, would there be any type of limitation? Like, you know, uh, I'm not going to promote, you know, Billy's bongs or, you know, CBD, which I have no issue with. Um, but for anybody listening to the show, would you be open to sponsorship and support?
2: I would. Yeah, absolutely. Any, any kind, um, it, you know, of course there's, there's those morals and certain things. So, you know, reach reach out to me. Absolutely. We're not, we're not sponsoring, you know, the church of Satan or any of that (laughs) kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like you, I don't have any problem with, with CBD or any of that kind of stuff, but you know, yep. that gets in, that gets in those tricky areas. So, you know, any say, you know, I, like I said, I have my, my own safety consulting company. Uh, my brother and I are actually in the process. He just graduated high school and he's wanting to, to get into, uh, his own business. So we're in the process of starting a home improvement construction company to help him out. And so, you know, any companies like that, any, anybody that is looking absolutely, um, lots, of uh, uh lots of open avenues.
1: Good deal. Now, I just want to give you, you know, one of the things I recently learned, this is a shout out to Adobe. So one of the things I want you to look at, brother, they have a free AI filter that you can take your audio files and drop it into it. It clears out background noise, all kinds of shit. I mean, I just used it for the last show to see, because I use, um, Audacity when I'm doing personal recording and, you know, a couple other platforms. But I was just dinking around and I'd actually seen it in one of the podcast groups on Facebook. And I was like, okay. So I made purposefully made a bad sound bite to see. You know, I had ambient noise in the back. I had a uh, dog in here just laying scratching stuff. It stripped it. Wow. I mean, yeah, will check that out. It was good. Yeah. And I'll send you the link. And for those that's listening, you know, that also do podcasts, I'll put it in the show notes. Just, you know, scroll down. Or you could Google Adobe free AI filter for, you know, deep cleaning uh, audio. It is great. It's uh, podcast.adobe.com backslash enhance. Okay. So, Jacob, you know, I I know you're busy and I just got, you know, three more questions. Um, But before I ask the questions, brother, would you let people know, again, how to get a hold of you? If sponsors want to reach out to you, uh, things like that, what is the best way for them to connect or get information to you?
2: Absolutely. So connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, on LinkedIn, it's Jacob Dylan Morse. Uh, it's spelled weird. We can, we can figure that out. It's J A Y K O B. It's It's not Canadian. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what was up with my mom. She was trying to be different and, and that was it. You know, my first name is Jacob. I go by Dylan. No one can spell it correctly. I got my last name tattooed on my arm so I can just hold it up and show them how to spell it.
1: That's and, funny shit. I did mine in my underwear because I, my wife got mad at me wearing hers. But, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: That, that's what happens. I, You know, I just thought that was what we were supposed to do. Um, but, no, yeah, so face Facebook uh, for sure at at Dylan Morse. Um, I also have, you know, my my business Facebook page, the Safety Standard, the Morse Code Podcast. Um, my phone number. Uh, absolutely, reach out to any of those. Um, any any of those avenues. Um, I will answer, respond. If you reach out to Alan, ask for my phone number. He can give it to you. Uh, just don't send me any butthole picks past twelve a.m. Before that, you're good to go.
1: I had to write that one down because I I think mine was at twelve forty five. You okay. know, yeah. So you, you brother, gotta
2: you gotta have you gotta have a bounce.
1: Now, one of the things I. Top three questions. On what platforms do you plan on your show being on? Because, you know, some people Spotify addicts, some people are iTunes, some people are on Pod, uh, Podbean or something like that. Are you going to have them on multiple platforms, or are you sticking with just one?
2: We started out on Spotify, Uh, our trailer. All that good stuff is on Spotify. Uh, Make sure, I'll send Alan the link if he can, you know, he can drop it in this episode. uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. uh, Just to make sure it's it's being able to be found, and then we're going to add to Apple and probably a couple of those other ones just as people have suggestions, what do they like to listen to to get it out there, and then, of course, you know, we'll post sound bites and clips on Facebook, TikTok, those kind of things.
1: Okay. So for everybody listening, again, you know, he's going to send me that. I'll put it in the show notes as you scroll down, you know, look for that. And it'll say, you know, find me here, find Dylan here. So Dylan, before we get going, brother, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to do, and I don't want to forget this, uh, Micah Stockwell, my neighbor, came over and this morning I just pulled back, I had to go to Lowe's because I'm swapping out toilets today and had to get some plumbing material. But my neighbor, Micah, came up and, you know, I loved that he gave me feedback. He listened to the last two shows and he was telling me, hey, Alan, you know, I think you're turning away from your microphone. I mean, the guy listens to podcasts, a lot of sports and stuff like that. And he gave me pointers without even knowing. He's never been in the studio. He's never been in the office. But he goes, I could tell when you were reading from paper. I could tell when you were reading from this. And it was great, great feedback. So one of the things, you know, that, um, I guess I wanted to ask you is when you go into it, um, you know, people want to get feedback on things. People want to, you know, give ideas and things like that. What is it that you want your guests to take away from your show? You know, is there, is there anything that, you know, when it comes up to it, are you looking to inspire, to educate and strictly communicate or, you know, cause like Micah was giving me the same feedback you were, uh, but with a little bit more, cause you know, talking about that, um, is there anything you want your guests to incorporate or bring to you? Or are you going to take like podcast suggestions as well, just for listeners?
2: Absolutely. Any, okay. feed, any, any okay. and all feedback is, is, uh, appreciated. Please podcast ideas, suggestions. You know, I'm really looking to, uh, you know, educate on in the safety world. That's what I know, you know, fire, EMS, healthcare, those kind of things. Um, and then make, I guess and inspire people to, Hey, go out, go out and do what you want. You only have one life to live. Like you talked about the other, the other day in your other episode of, you know, are you looking at, are you looking at the, the, the farm? Are you looking at the garden. What are you looking at and go out and, you know, do what you want to do. You have one life to live and whatever it is, do it fully. Um, you know, that's how, that's how I try to live. And so just want to, want to send that out there. One of the first episodes that I'm, I'm working on recording, uh, my sister-in-law is a uh, nurse practitioner, been doing it for a long time. She's working on getting her doctorate and her master's, and she's way smarter than I am. And uh, we have a lot of, uh, my one of my grandfathers committed suicide when I was uh, a young teenager. Um, we've had I'm some sorry. other things, you know, mental health are, is very important. And she is doing a huge project on mental health and how to really change the world through the University of Alabama. And so we're going to sit down and talk about these stigmas and talk about these things. And then I, you know, that that's one of the avenues I really want to talk about is mental health. It's huge in construction. It's huge in fire. It's huge in EMS, healthcare, military, law enforcement, all those things. Um, but there's such a stigma behind it. You know, you can't, you can't be a man and you can't cry. You can't talk about your feelings. You can't do this. And part of that is good to a, to a degree. And then the other part is you have, you have to be able to, to let those feelings out. You have to go to the right people. You have to be able to do that, or you're going to end up in a pine box and, and your families are the ones that suffer. You know, I, I remember when, when that happened, with my grandfather, you're, we were the ones that suffered. And yep. so that, that's one of, that's one of the big topics I'm going to start out with and get out there because it is very important to, to me and to my whole
1: family. God bless you brother. Yeah. And it is to me too, for, you know, um, for those that have heard the show, you know I almost attempted suicide, and that's why I got out of law enforcement. But you know, a lot of people there is a stigma, just like Dylan said. You know, we're they were afraid to go out, afraid to search for help, afraid to look inside, and confront certain things, or because of other conditions, they just weren't strong enough to do it. You know, reach out to people, reach out to myself, Dylan. You know, talk to us. Um, there's all kinds of help helplines and hotlines and all kinds of things out there, resources for everybody. And, you know, like Dylan said, you know, don't go to that last step, you know, because it's not just you're affecting, it's everybody that's in your shadow. Man, I'd love that about her. I'd like to ask her because, you know, one of the things I've seen in some of the PTS groups is where they're getting them off things like, well, Butrin and some of these other things and doing psychedelics and all of um, certain types to help, you know, get... Certain signals in the brain to stop reflecting on negative things. I, I can't tell you how it works. I really don't know enough about it. Damn, brother, we had that a, was we had an hour long conversation. There's
2: a good there's a good show on Netflix about it. Um yes, we we had a we had a huge conversation about it. And you know, it's one of those things that it, big pharma and all these things that they you know people hide it. They they don't want to think about it. Oh, it's drugs. It's this and that. But there right. are there are lots of those alternative medicines. And she's doing a huge project to, you know, I I don't remember the statistics, can't talk today, um, behind it, but you know, for every person that is suffering for every physician or mental health provider, there is thousands of people that are waiting to be seen. And before they're able to be seen, they take that next step. They end up, uh, you know, somewhere they shouldn't be. And that, that's the biggest thing that she's working on changing and, and really, um, her, her project, I can't wait to, for her to get it out there and be able to talk about it on the show. And, you know, we'll have to definitely invite you out maybe do a group show and I would love talk, talk about it. I mean, she, she loves it. It is something, um, she's got some personal experiences that, you know, she can share if, if she wants to, that, that, that drove her to do this. And I mean, I, I, she's going to change the world, um,
1: with the way she's doing it. And it's, uh, it's awesome. Good deal good deal and for everybody listening you know the Morse family is is getting ready to take us by storm the Morse code look for it listen to it do the things you have to do and don't before we go the last question are you ready sir always okay so Caitlin Jenner ask you out to dinner what color underwear are you going to wear and what are you going to order?
2: I mean I, yeah, I'm gonna go for the free dinner. I'm just gonna wear my, my regular underwear and or and order the most expensive thing on the menu.
1: Jesus Christ, I
2: love you, man. I, I mean love you. you can't turn down a free dinner. He didn't say anything had to happen afterwards.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But in my mind I'm planning it out. Jake uh, Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Jake dude, Dylan, Your Majesty. <laughs> but Dylan, thank you for joining us, brother. Uh, any last shout out you'd like to give to anybody before we roll this up and let you get back to the family and the farm?
2: No, I I, re- I really appreciate you letting me join. Uh, it's, it's been an honor and I hope to do more of these in the future on, on my show, your show together, all that good stuff. Huge shout out to my wife who keeps me in line. Um, if I don't do that, I'll probably get in trouble after. So, you God know, just huge her. shout out to her. keeps me in line, keeps thing going. She is the, uh, the arts and the brains behind the
1: scenes. Well, brother, it's been my honor and privilege to have you here, um, and please thank your wife for the time. You know, I know it's the weekend, and, you, you know, it's great when you could spend time with your family and get back to them, uh, but, you know, I'm looking forward to promoting the show, getting you out there, spreading the love. Thank you for being here, brother, and I love you for that. And for all of our listeners, you know, one of the things, again, you know, as Dylan said, You know, sometimes you're going to have to transition. Sometimes you'll make moves. Think about your family. Think about your future. Do what's right for you. Plan to do great things. Prepare when things fail. You know, it's going to happen. Communicate your desires. Be open. Communicate when you're feeling bad. If you're feeling depressed, reach out and engage with life. Now get the fuck out of here and enjoy the rest of the day. Dylan, thank you. Thank you, Alan you've
0: been listening to the diary of a bald man how do you feel a little dizzy maybe a little nauseous that was one hell of a ride i know it's our passion to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible we hope you've enjoyed the show we know we had a blast make sure to like rate and review the show We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, Google Alan the Safety Guy. You'll find all the socials there. Connect with us or else. See you next time on Diary of a Bald Man.